Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney from Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to this week's Focus Israel Report. In this week's report, we're going to be sharing with you regarding the current status of the Israeli-Palestinian peace process and the prospects that U.S. President Barack Obama will support a U.N. Security Council resolution outlining the parameters of a Palestinian state between December and January. And it is as follows. In early November, Pierre Vimont, the French government special envoy to the Middle East peace process, visited Israel and spoke with representatives from the Palestinian Authority regarding a French plan to host an international peace conference by the end of December. In doing so, Israel informed France that it will not participate in such a conference. Israeli officials told France in an unambiguous and unequivocal fashion that real progress and a lasting peace agreement could only emerge through direct bilateral negotiations between Israel and the Palestinian Authority, the Prime Minister's office said in a statement. Any other initiatives only distance the region from such a process, the statement continued. It was explained to the French envoy that Israel will not participate in any international conference convened in opposition to its position. The French initiative greatly harms the possibilities for advancing the peace process, the statement said, arguing that it would allow Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas to avoid returning to direct bilateral negotiations with Israel without preconditions. The goal of a conference would be to push the peace process forward. Should it be approved, the conference conclusion could be put forward in the form of a UN security Council resolution. The conference and the conclusions it would reach would operate in conjunction with other initiatives that are on the table and could even force them into the large umbrella of options, he said. This includes efforts by Russia, which has called for a meeting between Netanyahu and Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas. Vimont said that past proposals, such as the 2002 Arab Peace Initiative, could also be part of the French initiative and would most certainly complement it. The process is open to to all the interested parties, he said. We are working with the European Union, the Quartet, the Arab League, and whomever wants to be involved, he said. He also did not rule out the possibility that other parties could work on a UN resolution separate from the peace conference. We have no problem if anyone comes forward with a draft resolution, be it on parameters and settlements, Vimont said. We would look at the value of the wording of the draft itself. The idea has never been, well, the French initiative is going going on and everyone should shut up and stay put and wait to see what happens. This is why precisely as I speak, we are in very close contact with our colleagues in the outgoing Obama administration to assure them that if ever they decide after the 8th of November to go forward with some type of initiative, it is working with good coordination with those we are trying to do, he said. Since the initial peace summit held in June in Paris, which officially kicked off the French initiative, three working groups have been given the task with examining avenues to propel the peace process forward. One group has looked at building the institutions needed for the establishment of a Palestinian state. Another has studied the economic incentives peace would bring for those involved, in particular for the European Union, while a third group worked on enhancing the participation of civil society in the process. A French newspaper reported that French President Francois Hollande has invited Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu 
and Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas to meet in Paris on the sidelines of a conference of foreign ministers on the peace process scheduled for December the 21st. The conference is expected to be attended by 70 states. Netanyahu said that he'd be willing to meet with Abbas in Paris as long as there is no international conference. PLO Secretary General Saab Arakat confirmed the report saying that France will host an international conference on the peace process on December the 21st. The Palestinians have accepted the invitation with PLO Executive Committee member Ahmad Majalani saying, President Abbas agreed to the French invitation and informed the French president of this. Israel will not attend the conference. According to the report, France remains determined to go ahead with the conference, unfazed by the icy reception from Israel. The U.S. has not yet confirmed their attendance. The recommendations of the three working groups to resolve various issues regarding the desire to establish a Palestinian state from the initial June conference will be examined during the December 21st meeting. Former U.S. President Jimmy Carter called on Obama to recognize the Palestinian state before he leaves office on January the 20th. I am convinced that the United States can still shape the future of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict before a change in presidents, but time is very short, he said. The simple but vital step this administration must take before its term expires on January the 20th is to grant American diplomatic recognition to the state of Palestine, as 137 countries have already done, and help it achieve full United Nations membership, he wrote. Carter argued that a U.S. recognition of Palestine would make it easier for other countries to do the same and would clear the way for a U.N. Security Council resolution on the future of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. He said the U.N. Security Council should pass a resolution laying out the parameters for resolving the conflict, reaffirming the illegality of all Israeli settlements beyond the 1967 borders while leaving open the possibility that the parties could negotiate modifications. Such a resolution should include security guarantees for both Israel and a Palestinian state, the demilitarization of the Palestinian state, and a possible peacekeeping force under the auspices of the United Nations. The combined weight of United States recognition, United Nations membership, and a UN Security Council resolution solidly grounded in international law would lay the foundation for future diplomacy, Carter wrote. Meanwhile, some U.S. officials are saying that U.S. President President Barack Obama has nearly ruled out any major last-ditch effort to put pressure on Israel over stalled peace negotiations with the Palestinians. Discussions about the U.S. taking potential action at the U.N. Security Council underway before the U.S. election have fallen off since Donald Trump's surprise victory, officials said. Obama is now highly unlikely to approve either of these options presented to him by U.S. diplomats, said the officials, who weren't authorized to discuss internal deliberations. For years, the U.S. has officially opposed any attempts by Palestinians to seek recognition for statehood or allow multi-country groups like the U.N. to impose sanctions. U.S. State Department spokesman John Kirby said, Our view hasn't changed, that we believe that the preferred path for the Palestinians to achieve statehood is through direct negotiations that will lead to a just, lasting, and comprehensive peace based on a two-state solution. At the Israel-Sabin Forum Conference, U.S. Secretary 
Secretary of State John Kerry said the following about the peace process and Jewish settlement building. There is no status quo. It is getting worse. It is moving in the wrong direction. So there is a fundamental choice that comes to this question of two states, and that is, are there going to be continued settlements? Is there going to be a continued implementation of settlement policy? Or is there going to be separation in the creation of two states? There are 129 settlements. There are about 100 outposts, and outposts, as you all know, are illegal. They believe it's the greater Israel. They are pursuing a policy of a greater Judea Samaria building out into the West Bank because they believe it belongs to them. And they want it to block the peace because they want those places to belong to Israel. Kerry was asked by reporter Jeffrey Goldberg, have we not passed the tipping point in the peace process already? And Kerry replied, no. Goldberg said, why have we not passed the tipping point? And Kerry answered, because this is a function of leadership. It is a function of belief. Where is the United States in that? Our position has been that Israel must return to the 1967 borders plus agreed land swaps. So the question is, how do you resolve with the Palestinians their aspirations for a state? I think you have to do that by negotiations. Goldberg asked, there's been a lot of talk about laying down new parameters and possibly action at the UN Security Council. Can you give us any insight about where your thinking is on that? And has the election of Donald Trump changed this so radically that we're not going to see any action on this from the Obama administration? Kerry said, well, let me make it clear at the outset that, as I said earlier, we have always stood against any imposition of a, quote, final status solution and against any resolution that is unfair and biased against Israel and will continue to do that. We don't support these things. And there's been no decision made about any kind of step that may or may not be taken in this regard. There are, however, other people out there who, because of this building frustration, you need to know that there are any number of countries talking about bringing UN resolutions to the Security Council. Goldberg asked, will you try to stop the French if they try to do it? Kerry said, if it is biased and unfair and a resolution that is meant to delegitimize Israel, we will oppose it. Meanwhile, a high-level Palestinian delegation is scheduled to arrive in the United States led by senior Palestinian negotiator Saab Arakat and the head of the Palestinian General Intelligence Service. The delegation also includes the future Palestinian ambassador to the United States as well as a number of high-level officials from Abbas's Fatah party and from the Palestinian Liberation Organization. The delegation will be coming to the United States to participate in a strategic American-Palestinian dialogue session, the first of its kind ever to be held. The more important meeting, however, will be with members of the Palestinian delegation with U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry. The main item on the agenda is expected to be a U.N. Security Council resolution, which the Palestinians are currently discussing with members of the U.N. Security Council. The Palestinian Authority is interested in coming to an understanding with the outgoing administration of U.S. President Barack Obama that would avoid an American veto of a U.N. Security Council resolution that the Palestinians intend to introduce in January. The resolution would be critical of Israeli settlement activity in the West Bank and in East Jerusalem. Senior Palestinian officials have said that the Palestinian Authority intends to introduce its Security Council resolution in early January, before Trump takes office on January the 20th. For the month of January, the rotating presidency of the Security Council will be filled by Sweden, which is the most recent major country to recognize the state of Palestine, and which is also interested in advancing a Security Council resolution on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict in the course of the month. The Palestinians have already shared a non-final draft of their resolution on settlements with several 
U.S. Security Council members in New York. Western diplomats who have already read it said its major provisions are as follows. A. The draft states that the settlements in the West Bank and East Jerusalem are illegal under international law and an obstacle to peace. A separate clause says the settlements endanger the prospects of a two-state solution to the conflict based upon the 1967 borders. B. The draft demands that Israel put a total halt to settlement construction and any other activity related to the settlements. C. Section 5 of the draft states that members of the United Nations must avoid providing Israel any assistance that can be used directly for activity relating to the settlements. D. The new draft resolution calls for a halt to any acts of violence against civilians, including terrorism, as well as provocative acts and incitement, and calls for those responsible for such acts to be put on trial. E. Section 8 calls upon all countries to act to revive direct negotiations between Israel and the Palestinians based on clear terms of reference to last for a year. A senior official in President Abbas's office said that the Palestinian Authority senses that the Obama administration will not accept the existing draft resolution, portions of which will have to be amended in an effort to avoid an American veto in the Security Council. The key question will be the position of the outgoing U.S. administration. We are hoping that Obama will take one real decision on behalf of the Palestinians before he leaves the White House, he said. A senior Western diplomat who was involved in contacts on the Security Council resolution noted that talks between the Palestinians and Kerry in the coming week could have a significant impact on the capacity to get the resolution passed in the time remaining before Obama leaves office. The most problematic clause, the Western diplomat said, is Section 5, which calls on sanctions against Israel by implication. It provides a timetable for negotiations and mentions the 1967 borders without mentioning any readiness for land swaps between Israel and a future Palestinian state. If the Palestinians are prepared, in contrast to the past, to be pragmatic and to soften some sections of their draft, there is more than a small prospect that Obama will refrain from casting a veto of the resolution, the diplomat said. If the Palestinians act wisely and rationally, they have a chance for the United States to support the UN Security Council resolution. White House officials are maintaining ambiguity on everything related to the prospect that Obama would push for a UN Security Council resolution on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. High-ranking administration officials said Kerry has made it clear in his address to the U.S.-Israeli Sabin Forum that no decision has been taken on the matter and that all options remain on the table. We will carefully consider our future engagement if and when we reach that point and determine how to most effectively advance the objective we all share in achieving a negotiated two-state solution, a senior administration official said. Kerry is interested in advancing a U.N. Security Council resolution that would include the recommendations that appeared on the July 1st report of the Middle East Quartet, the quartet consisting of the United States, the United Nations, the European Union, and Russia. The recommendations relate to negative steps on Israel's part, such as settlement construction, the legalization of illegal West Bank settlement outposts, and the demolition of Palestinian homes, but also deals with negative steps on the Palestinians' part, such as incitement and violence. Kerry has expressed the belief that such a resolution would be balanced and would also constitute a clear work plan for the international community and for the incoming Trump administration. One of the alternative ideas that is being considered at the White House is refraining from casting a veto on a resolution on West Bank settlements as long as it's not extremely biased against Israel and reflects the administration's policy on the settlements. A senior Israeli Ministry of Foreign Affairs official said on condition of anonymity that Israel fears 
fears that Obama will want to leave a practical legacy to his successor in the form of a UN Security Council resolution rejecting the settlements in the West Bank. He said, Obama is obsessed by an objection to the settlements and by criticism of Netanyahu. This view was confirmed by a senior U.S. diplomat in Tel Aviv. Obama and Secretary of State John Kerry consider the Israeli settlement policy the main reason for the failure of Kerry's 2014 and 15 mission and the main obstacle to a two-state solution. Obama believes that if the Israeli settlement policies are allowed to continue undisturbed until the next administration has a Middle East team and a clear Middle East policy in place, the situation on the ground could become irreversible in terms of denying a viable Palestinian state. This is the reason White House spokesman John Ernest has used very strong language lately when criticizing the Netanyahu government on its settlement policy. On October the 6th, Ernest accused the Israeli government of betraying the administration, saying, We did receive public assurances from the Israeli government that contradict the announcement of constructing 300 housing units on land that is far closer to Jordan than it is to Israel. Ernest warned that Israel's decision to relocate, considered by settlers as a necessary compensation for dismantling the Ammon settlement, jeopardizes the already distant prospect of Middle East peace as well as Israel's own security. An Obama administration official said that the Obama administration is concerned with the situation on the ground. The two-state solution is dying. This trend is not good. There's a de facto annexation. We the Americans can only rebuke the sides. We've searched in the dictionary for a thousand different ways to condemn the settlement construction and it's not helping. A condemnation has no bite and the Israelis know this. As a result, Obama is feeling the need to do something before he leaves office. Recently, Israel Ambassador to the United Nations Danny Danone spoke at the annual Zionist Organization of America conference warning foreign diplomats looking to force through one-sided resolutions at the United Nations between now and January the 20th when Obama leaves office. He said, just recently, said Danone, senior diplomats from various countries told me that they plan on taking advantage of the transition period to advance a one-sided resolution against Israel. And one thing is clear, such a resolution will be dangerous for Israel. We will not be pressured to make concessions that will endanger our people. We are in a very sensitive period, Danone said. There are three international initiatives before us. The first is the French conference on December the 21st. There is New Zealand's initiative calling for negotiations in condemning construction in the West Bank. And there is also a proposal which focuses on Palestinian construction in the West Bank. All of this is taking place at the end of Obama's term in office to take advantage of the transition period. We are working behind the scenes with U.S. officials and hope that American policy of vetoing one-sided anti-Israeli resolutions will not change. Right now, American officials say that they will not support a resolution that is unbalanced. And for what unbalanced means, it is open to interpretation. It is clear that the resolution of the Palestinian Authority is not balanced, but we fear that a cosmic change will be enough for Obama to call it balanced, he added. So, will Obama take advantage of the transition to the Trump presidency that began after Election Day and ends on January the 20th to push through a UN Security Council resolution recognizing a Palestinian state? The answer is, only time will tell. Well, that concludes this week's report where we shared with you the current status of the Israeli-Palestinian peace process and the prospects that U.S. President Barack Obama will support a U.N. Security Council resolution outlining the parameters of a Palestinian state between December and January. Until we do it again, Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.